Hey everybody, Stephen here. That would make sense. You're you're on my podcast. Um, I wanted to talk today about uh, the wonders of time. You know, as we're kind of this week really focusing a bit on goal setting and some of the things I've learned that have really helped uh, me set better goals. Um, one of the the topics I've touched on a little bit is is using time, and the two the two types of time that are going to affect you and how we sit at either end of the bell curve on them. So let's uh, dive into this. So let's dive into the topic of time. Now, if you've got dyslexia and you're anything like me, time is not always our best friend. You know, sometimes we feel we have not enough time in the day because we've taken too much on. Other times we feel like we have nothing, we've got time in front of us and we don't know what to do next. So it feels like time is endless and whatever we pick is going to be wrong. Um, We usually want things quicker uh, than anyone else. We think things can happen at three times the speed in reality, maybe 10 times the speed in reality than it really can happen. You know, time is always a challenging tool for us to get our heads around. You know, we, we kind of, we play with it like it's something that exists on its own rather than it just being a measure between one thing to the next, which is what it really is. And I find when I'm chatting to people around time, uh, everyone's got different um, ways they use it, different things that have worked for them. But overall, it's kind of, it feels like we're more lucky when time falls our way. You know, whether it's getting somewhere on time or getting somewhere way too early because we're worried that we're going to be way too late. There's heaps of challenges we have with time, and I could probably create a whole month just on different parts around time. But today I want to focus on the two types of time when getting things done in your life. You know, when you actually want to achieve things, uh, you know, time is usually one of the biggest barriers we suffer from, one of the biggest killers. Um, So the way I look at goal setting you've got a few different types of goals and and the two key ones are short term and long term and a goal is something that you're you're firing towards and i like to look at it more as a direction you know a waypoint that you're moving towards in in the long run Um, and in the short term there may be something you need to get done relatively quickly and we'll start with short-term goals so short-term stuff you have two ways of two ways of dealing with it. And, and the one that I think majority of us sit on is, is the side of the bell curve where we, we use this thing called just in time, you know, and you probably experienced this when you've got a report due or something at work that has to be done by a certain time and you leave it right to the last minute to finish it or get it ready. You know, you, you wait to the last 20 minutes or the last night or the last few hours and then all this anxiety and pressure comes on board and you kind of go into this chaotic state. Um, but sometimes that chaotic state actually produces relatively good work. <laughs> you know, I find myself when I go and speak on stage, you know, I'm trying to get better and put a little bit of thought in before it, but I will likely find myself finishing finishing my presentation, even the night or the two nights before the presentation. I'll be practicing it the day before or the day of the presentation. I don't spend meticulous hours, you know, with a beautifully structured process on how I'm going to actually uh, create a talk. It's the same with workloads. You know, 
I'm not the person who's going to set milestones or timings in a project. It's just not the way my brain works. I find it very hard to picture the process side of it where I can get very visual on the end result and on the very close to me kind of result. And what I look at, how I see it is it's kind of like a bell curve. Callum McCurdy talks about this really well is that a lot of what we do is we do it either end of the bell curve. So we do really good short term stuff. So in the moment kind of stuff with time, we're really good at what's next. Let's get it done. Do 10 things at once. Everything's in the moment. Or we're very good at picturing the long-term result, long-term ending. And, you know, that can get better and better with practice and, and using different visualization techniques that work for us. But when it comes to time, we're really good at that, that just-in-time short-term goals. And with a bit of practice, we're really good at visualizing the future. Where time kicks us in the nuts a little bit, you know, mind my... Uh, mind my squirrel talk there but you know it, it's it's that we can't see the timings of the process you know you can you know and, and this kind of stresses us out and it goes back into the how thing i was talking about in the last couple of episodes is that we can kind of you know i can sit here and visualize myself with an adonis perfect body you know i see myself standing on a beach looking over the water you know, my hair is seemingly flowing in the wind. We've never had it that long to flow, but it's a nice visual. Um, you know, you look, you know, you, you're a perfect, you know, you've, you've created this perfect healthy lifestyle. Now, th that can sometimes give you a real in-the-moment push to get something done and go, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to go for a big walk and I'm going to have a big bottle of water. Oh, look, there's a weight over there. I'm going to start pulling that weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And before we know it, that's finished or it's stopped and we don't have any energy or motivation to keep going it's like the big bit of time in between me visualizing where i want to be and the stuff i'm doing in the moment is hilarious we just we struggle heavily with what's the process to get from me feeling like a fat slob sometimes <laughs> to handsome adonis you know that that it seems like a massive mountain and it doesn't seem like i have always i wasn't born or given the tools to operate my brain to make that work and so as i say we're going to do more on that over time because it is a bit of a process but what, what happens with our heads is we don't naturally connect the dots in a straight line we take the pretty way and if you've ever been traveling or gone on a road trip we're the ones that kind of go off course you go into you know you know, if you're traveling across America, for example, you end up in Mexico for three months, you know, working for a drug cartel, you know, all this stuff kind of happens to us on our journeys. Maybe you end up in Canada. Maybe you, you end up back in LA where you started from. You know, we don't go in a straight line. So our power of controlling that time can be very challenging. And um, in the in the Patreon group, for anyone who's joined and has become a right sider, I'm going to be doing a, a really good session in November around that and four ways that I use to, to solve that. Um, but what I want to, you know, as I say, going back to what we do today around time, you're going to find the most energy with just in time energy if it's a short term project. So set a date you can't get out of. Get someone else to set a time you can't get out of. But I want you to do one thing differently. I want you to realize this is actually how you work most efficiently. Now, someone's probably seeing you going, oh, how can that be the case? What happens when you set a very clear date that you can't wriggle out of? And this is the important thing. If you can wriggle out and change the time or the date, it's not, it's not going to work. So for example, if I've got a talk and I'm going to be on stage at a certain time, I can't wriggle out of that. I can't go, oh, can we just push it back two days? I can't wriggle out of it. 
my brain has to put it as a priority. I have to make sure it's in my calendar. I, I have to make sure I've got something in front of me in my environment to remind me. And I then have to trust that my brain is going to solve this problem in time. And this took a long time for me to do it. I used to I used to do this, get out through the talk and go, how did I survive that? How did that go so well, considering the way I did it? And it's only been in the last year or two, I've kind of said to myself, actually, that's okay. That's actually how I work. You know, that chaos that comes from those short-term timings, you know, gives me energy, gives me power. And instead of beating myself up and say, I'm doing it the wrong way, this is not how it was taught in school, wah, you know, which is my old process, I would actually say to myself, hey, you need to, you know, you know, it's okay. That's kind of how you're going to do certain things in life. Not everything, but, you know, to get some stuff across the line, you need those big, hairy, can't get out of timeframes. And I said on a previous podcast, you know, the, the, the person, you know, the story I loved about this guy setting his own forced timeline to get out of bed early where he'd set up an automation that his Twitter account would send out a tweet saying something like, if I've let this tweet go off, it means I haven't woken up early enough. The first five people to private message me, I'm going to give you 50 bucks. And he, he basically set this up. So he, he forced himself into a just-in-time situation to make sure he got up in the morning or he'd have to shell out $250 to five people on Twitter if he didn't turn the automation off that morning. So I thought that was a brilliant use of this and a great example. Um, you can use it yourself and put those forced limitations in or you know you can start to accept the ones that already exist because they're going to work in your favor. Because I'll tell you, if you've got a big essay to write and no one put a date that you had to have it in or it wouldn't be marked, we wouldn't even attempt it. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't even, we'd put that in the too hard basket, go back into our comfort zone and lay down and relax. So those times actually drive us outside of our comfort zone, which sometimes can be challenging. So having those for short-term goals is awesome. Now, timing for long-term, and again, I've spoken about this a little bit in the last couple of episodes. I'm not a fan of setting time-driven goals in the future you know, beyond a very short period. So when I'm doing a talk, I don't plan that out two years in advance. Usually it's a month or two at the most. But when I'm, when I'm planning my longer term stuff, I like to look at them more as, as directions, you know, the grand scheme, you know, the challenge we have with our goal setting in the long term, when we set really defined times, like if you're starting January one and say, I want to lose 20 kgs by the 10th of October, the, the challenge we have there is because we're not good at the central part of time and the processing and the structures, you know, we can force ourselves into it, but it, it's a real anxious and horrible situation. I find personally, um, it just doesn't really work and it actually demotivates me more than it motivates me. It stresses me out that I can't see what's the exact process. So instead of doing it, I like to visualize where I want to be. So this Adonis on the beach, I'll tell you, I don't actually believe I'm going to be an Adonis on the beach. But what I do want is to wake up with a lot of energy. I want to look at myself in the mirror and go, hey, Stephen, you're a handsome bastard. You know, that's what I want to say to myself when I wake up in the morning. And, you know, that's the visualization. And I see myself at the moment standing in an extension we're putting on our house, looking into a brand new mirror that's floor to ceiling and just, just looking at myself there. And I can see the person I want to be. I found an old photo that I really liked. Oddly, I wear exactly the same clothes as I did back then. So clothing is not in my visualization to change. But, you know, I'm visualizing that. 
Now, what I haven't done is I haven't put a time frame at all on it. I know it is in the future. I, I know that because where I'm standing doesn't exist yet. So that's, it's basically me telling my mind, this is going to exist. You are going to look like this. And the reason I don't put time frames on is because I'm going to get lost in Mexico at some point. At some point, I'm going to go backwards. Other points, I'm going to go forwards. But what I have to do is I have to remember I'm, I'm on my way to New York, you know, or I'm on my way to a destination. And I'm not going to beat myself up if it takes me a little bit longer. I'm not going to beat myself up if it's shorter. Because sometimes you find yourself getting to places a lot quicker. But keeping that direction in mind without forcing those time limitations is pretty awesome. Like I'm finding myself in the morning getting up and going for for 4K walks, which is about a couple of miles, two and a half miles a day. I'm guessing that's the conversion. Um, you know, so I'm finding myself doing these things. I'm finding myself just make slightly better food choices. And when I get to those points where I'm going to make a bad choice, I start to visualize again, even just shortly for a short period of time, me standing in front of that mirror. So it's pretty, it feels really fantastic. You know, so the big thing around that is I don't have this time pressure. I don't have this fear of getting it wrong. There is no right or wrong. I've kind of released that by not setting the time there. But what I am doing is I'm moving towards it every day, little ways. I'm not beating myself up if I go sideways occasionally. I'm not beating myself up when I go backwards. That Those things are inevitable on any journey. And I'm not putting pressure on having such a firm process and structure that I hate hate the journey. Because like all I have is the journey to get there. When I'm there, it's done. There's nothing to it. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to change my life. It, it, you know, It'll feel great, but it's not going to change my life forever. I'll move on to the next thing at that point. So what I'm doing is I'm releasing the pain of the journey. And what's happening is I'm, I'm moving towards it without even really trying or feeling it in a forced way. So those are the two ways I use time. Those short-term chaotic sprints. Um, and then more of those fun, relaxed triathlons where I'm just not really timing my run. You know, those two ways are the best way for my brain to get what it wants. And I just thought I'd share them. You know, if you can take a bit of stress off on your long-term direction, take a bit of stress off on the things where you know you're going to rush at the end and just give yourself a bit of a break, cut yourself some slack, you're going to be doing a lot better. So I hope that's added some value to your day. Um, thanks for everyone who's supporting us on Patreon uh, slash Adult Dyslexia. We're going to be putting up a page on thetruthaboutdyslexia.com, which we're rebuilding at the moment to make it extra super sexy, to make it simpler to see what we're doing. Uh, and thank you everyone for your support. Um, I'm loving the the friendliness of, of the Adult Dyslexia Secrets group at the moment. I'm just I just love how someone can post and they'll get 15 different ideas from the group of how they've dealt with similar problems. You know, it's such a beautiful thing to see people being accepted and supported without any judgment. It's just a really nice thing to see. So have an epic rest of your day, and I will be back next week. <laughs>